Women Make Waves is an NC Fit podcast. What's up, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Women Make Waves podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay, sitting down with Bloom, and she is here with me right this moment to do this intro. What's up, girl? I sure am here. That kind of scared me. I wasn't ready. I know. I yelled a little bit. I got very excited because we actually (laughs) are doing a live intro. Y'all don't know how hard it is to record an intro for a podcast until you actually do it because you're sitting there talking to yourself in a room. Yeah, it's not easy. Bloom, what do we talk about today? Wow. We talked about a ton. We talked about, um, the Larissa Cunha, um, doping scandal. Is that what we're calling it? Banned banned substances. Banned substance situation, um, situations with Lindsay and Bloom. The other things that we chatted about today were the Tufts food compass scale, which, uh, I went down a ton of rabbit holes on and regenerative agriculture. Spoiler alert. Honey nut Cheerios are not heart healthy. We'll explain to you why. Yeah. You will Bloom, you know it. what else I'm excited about? What? You know, it drops today. Oh my God. NC no, flex y'all. Oh shoot. You're right. Have you been doing the NC flex workouts? I have. And truthfully, I am feeling it like same pumped. It's, I'm not going to have to be wearing smaller shirts because my arms are just getting bigger. My muscles, they're just actually growing, growing. <laughs> Honestly, anyway, I've been waiting for my muscles to grow. So this is kind of great. Here we are. So guys, if you have not already, please be sure to download the NC fit app starting today. You also get access to NC flex in addition to NC Metcon, NCX, NC compete and NC go. So whether you are training by yourself with a partner in the gym on the go, we've got you covered. The app is like a coach in your pocket. In fact, you can see both Ariel and I coach on the app. You can you race can. against us in workouts. You can follow along with us. And I might be a little biased, but our classes might be the best on there. So sorry, Jay. I'm not going to lie. I do give some dance lessons. So, and I always say, what's up athletes. So <laughs> if you want to hear me say the exact same intro and Ariel dance a lot, download the NC fit app, get a free week, try NC flex, let us know how much you love it. And until next week, enjoy the show. We'll catch you next time. Welcome back to another women make waves podcast. I'm your host bloom and I'm here with Linz and we are doing a girl talk episode and I'm actually pretty excited about it because there's some things that have been happening in the functional fitness CrossFit space that I think could be really cool to chat about. And I'm excited to hear your opinion, Linz. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know, and I also, I just have to say before we even dive into this, I'm feeling very, um, outdated in the world of CrossFit. Mm, I read, I read the morning chalk up every day and still I have no idea who any of these people are. Like, I think I've seen one name come in through the morning chalk up of athletes that I actually know. And I feel old. Is that, I don't know. Do you feel that way? Yeah. All the time. I like, it's funny because as you know, I do it all the booking for this show. Right. And when I get fired up to talk to athletes, it's like athletes that retired five, six years ago that were, you know, height of the sport when I was arguably drinking the CrossFit Kool-Aid. Right. Ooh, great segue, Lindsay. We're talking about banned substances today. So check what's in your Kool-Aid, y'all. What's in that? (laughs) Don't just be chugging. It couldn't have been a more perfect setup. Look at me. It's like I do this for a living or something. I know. What? 
Um, yeah. So like Bloom was saying, we both read the morning chalk up, um, little teaser. Ooh, Bloom, I haven't told you about this. They recently reached out to me and want to do a, a piece on like women in the functional fitness space to keep your eyes on and ask if they could do one on me. So, oh, hell yeah. That seemed really exciting. Listeners, they better do that's one like on a you. little, a little teaser. We'll, we'll release that when it's available, but, um, yeah, like you were saying, we both read morning chalk up shouts out chalk up crew. Um, and this morning one came through about basically Larissa being angry about the sentencing that she received from CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Um, and after appealing went basically from a four-year sentence to a two-year sentence or two-year ban rather look at me. I'm talking like people are on death row or something Two-year ban from the sport. So she had to her knowledge, unknowingly take, taken a banned substance. And mm -hmm. since it was such low dose, her argument was basically that there's no way I could have been using this for performance enhancing means. Mm -hmm. So um, Bloom, maybe you can kind of explain what the substance was. And yeah, I mean, I can try. We can try. We're going to do our we best. Can, we're going to do our best. We're over here just making sure we're saying words right and <laughs> understanding what the hell all of this is. So guys, you're going on a roller coaster with us today. You might hear us okay. read out loud. I haven't done that since the second grade. I've been terrified of it. So give us a break if we stumble a little bit. All right. Honestly, I have a pretty, I have some faith in us. Um, after a Google search of what the banned substance was that Larissa was sentenced for, um, Ooh, Osterine, there it is again. I know. You know what? I just, it rolls off the tongue really it well. Does. I it think does. we're just going to keep using it. Um, Osterine basically is supposed to be a, so it's called a selective androgen receptor modulator. Literally. I, I don't know what that means, but it's used for the treatment of conditions like muscle wasting and osteoporosis. So I think in larger doses as a drug, Osterine is meant to be something that can you know, treat those conditions, but it teaches your body basically to use fat instead of burning protein. So it should, in theory, maintain your muscle mass so that your body is using your fats as fuel, not your muscle. Because in your body, fun fact for anybody who doesn't know this, if you are not adapt to burning fat and carbs. So if you aren't metabolically flexible in that way, then your body will use up all of your carbohydrates and then it will go to your proteins next, which is a problem because your proteins are what make up your muscle. So if you are not adequately getting enough fat, enough carbs in your diet, and you're just either like super limiting fat or you're super limiting your carbs, proteins, the next thing that gets burned in your body. So for a lot of athletes, I guess that would be a really beneficial substance to take, right? Because if you can maintain your muscle mass, you can recover faster, which if she's saying she didn't have enough of it in her system to make a difference, I don't necessarily think that it matters because wouldn't you, I feel like this comes up for so many athletes. They're like, oh, I didn't know that that was in a, in something that I was taking, but right. like, isn't that your job to know those things? I feel right. like you have, if, if you're an athlete, like that should be a very important thing that you take into account. Totally. And I think that, um, you know, one of the points that they bring up is that even if it's trace amounts, even if it's not an amount, um, of the banned substance that would be 
beneficial in any way. Um, the CrossFit's argument, my understanding is they don't look into how much of the banned substance was actually in the athlete's body, mostly because it would kind of be condoning or teaching the athletes how to cheat the system, how to mm -hmm. cycle off of something fast enough to only have quote trace amounts before competition season or anything like that. So I also totally understand CrossFit saying like, Hey, like we don't care if it's a trace amount or a macro amount of something like if it's in your body, it is a banned substance. And like you were saying, you know, I was telling you before the show, I, cause her argument is that she takes, um, collagen and beta alanine, I think yeah. are the two supplements that she noted, um, of which I have taken both. I take collagen every day and, what she stated was that there was not kind of like the stamp of approval, if you will, I'll pull up what the actual uh, testing agency is, but there's a handful of laboratories that actually test for every banned substance under the sun. And upon purchasing that supplement, it would actually have an approval um, on it that says, quote, certified for sport. Mm -hmm. So like we were saying before the show, like, have I ever checked my supplements to see if they say that? No. Did I know before 20 minutes ago reading this article that that even existed? No. Also, I am not going to the Olympics or the CrossFit Games or any major tier of fitness competition or athletic endeavor anytime soon. So like you were saying, like it, if I were an athlete, I would take it as though that is part of my, my job, right? Like my scope would be to know everything that I'm putting into my body, because I think that, and I don't know, I'm not here to pass like a, a personal judgment. I don't know Larissa. I like, she's probably wonderful and charming and great. Um, but I think every athlete under the sun, their first defense is like, well, I didn't know it was in my supplement or like, yeah. I didn't know what my coach was giving me. And for me, that sounds like a really tired narrative and a narrative of victimhood not a narrative of radical responsibility. Yeah. And that's something I think that's, I mean, we talk about that all the time, right? Like if you can take radical responsibility for your life, for your health, so many things will fall into place that are so much easier to pave the way for you to get whatever it is that you want in life. That victimhood though, playing that victim saying like, oh, I didn't know is really not doing you any good. And at this point, what's done is done right? Like they already appealed. Um, they already lowered your sentence. I keep this not, there's no other word. There's no, um, word. here we are sentence. Here we ban. are. Ban, whatever it is. Um, but they lowered her ban. There we go. And at this point, like you can either take it and use it as a learning experience, right? Like now going forward, hopefully her, and then people in her community are going to be so much more stringent on what's going into the supplements that they're taking. And I get that you can't necessarily know all of that, but there are, it's not like there are not these resources that say stamp of approval. Like if that's on something for you, which this just sparked a completely other tangent that I definitely want to talk to you about here for about food, food in general. But if there's a stamp of approval on it for sport specifically, I feel like that's just a very good, like, Hey, this is on the fly list. And if the stamp of approval is on my supplement, 
then that means that I can take it. And if the stamp of approval is not on my supplement, that means I probably shouldn't. And I mean, this is just my like pessimistic brain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if I were like, you know, in the mind of like guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Like that amount of responsibility also shows your true color in sport. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, if I am willing to ingest a supplement that I'm not sure where it's coming from, or I'm not positive if it's certified for sport, taking the chance, taking the chance. And again, like now I'm just talking in the broader context, not talking about any one individual athlete that would also give me wiggle room to say, yeah, like I took this supplement and I didn't know it was in it. Right. Like, were you doping then? Like, was that your alibi? Was that your like goal to have a fallback on like, Oh, look at all of these supplements that are actually popping people in other sports. Then fuck. If you see that they're popping people in other sports, why are you even taking the risk? Right. Right. And I mean, like the um, devil's advocate is maybe she didn't know that maybe that was so close to when she was taking it that maybe like that information wasn't available yet. Um, But regardless, if you know that there is a list of supplements or substances, I should say that are on the fly list, and there are some that are on the no fly list, why would you even like, take the chance? Like, I won't even, and I'm not even putting my, I'm not putting myself on pedestal in any way, shape or form, but like, I won't take something unless it's from like specific brands, because I know that it's tested by third parties Mm -hmm. and I'm not an athlete. I mean, we're all athletes, whatever, but like, that's not something that's a professional endeavor for me. Totally. And I also think that we are even more under a microscope being in the field that we're in. Cause yeah. I'll be the first one to say, like, I grew up in BFE, like Northeast California, that is about a decade behind any trend ever. Like good thing bell bottoms are coming back into trend. Cause I don't think they ever left here. <laughs> they will um, never leave there. They, yeah. They never knew skinny jeans became a thing. Like, you know, so they, they're just now so far behind the times that they're actually back with the times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> tangent about Lindsay's hometown. Um, we're learning so much, (laughs) but I do think that it took me being in this industry and it took me getting really sick, um, from like, and listeners, you can go back to other episodes that we've done with functional Mm -hmm. medicine, doctors and nutritionists, because Bloom and I kind of go into our extensive kind of autoimmune issues and food and lack of good foods, making us really sick. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was really easy when I first got a SIBO diagnosis. So small intestine bacterial overgrowth. I was like, why me? Like I train and I do this and I eat clean. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well you can stay in that forever and like live in pity and live in inflammation for the rest of your life. Or you can go on the cut out anything fun diet for a little while, which is such a pessimistic way of looking at it, but man, did I miss eggs when I couldn't eat eggs? Yeah, that's you know, a tough one. Which is so pathetic. I'm like, eggs, like the fact that I miss eggs shows you how pretty clean my diet is. Um, <laughs> but I could take that responsibility and start eating clean and start reading labels differently or 
fuck, like not even eating food that has a label, like just right. eating How about that fruits and vegetables. And there was even some of those that I couldn't eat again. It was yeah. no fun, but instead I like took that radical responsibility and started learning about those things. And mm-hmm. again, to quote what we were saying before, like I work in this industry, but by no definition, am I like an elite athlete? So the fact that I'm willing to take that responsibility just from a health standpoint, it's beyond me that an athlete wouldn't take that responsibility from a supplement standpoint. And especially if that's what their livelihood and their career lies on. Yeah. I'm really curious about what your nutritional oh. tangent was because yeah. I one that kind of just sparked. And I think that you and I are often on the same wavelength so often that it might be the same thing. Probably. So, um, along the lines of like stamp of approval for, fly or no fly things. The Tufts, um, research group, like the school, they just, um, they just released their food compass scale. Ooh, Did you I saw this? your posts on this. Yeah. It's to listeners who don't know what Tufts is, what it is. Yeah. So Tufts is the university, but they have a, um, I'm going to butcher what it's called, but they have a like nutritional studies. I guess it's like a biochemical thing. I don't even know what it's called. Um, not doing a very good job setting it up, but we are. They released, this is us trying to do our best. You guys <laughs> we're doing our best today. Um, but Tufts released a food compass scale. And what the food compass scale is, is it is basically a, um, it's a rating system for foods. And it rates things from healthiest to least healthy and the problem. So I'll just keep going with the explanation first. So they rate things from healthiest to least healthy. They took, um, the way that they rated was by the ratio of vitamins per calorie. So nutrients, micronutrients per calorie. There is a problem with this. There's actually a couple of problems, but the way that the study was set up, taking into account micronutrients per calorie sounds really great in theory. However, it didn't take into account things that are chemically fortified versus naturally occurring. And so the problem there is that they rated Cheerios as a more healthy alternative or a more healthy option than plain quinoa, for example because Cheerios are fortified with all of the vitamins. Problem is that if it's chemically fortified, it actually does not mean that your body can utilize those, those nutrients. So you're not actually getting those vitamins. It's also a processed food. So you mean to tell me that honey nut Cheerios are not heart healthy? No, they're not heart healthy. This is the problem. Okay. So the other problem, and this is like, Sometimes I really think I watch way too many like murder mysteries and like conspiracy shows because oh my, my gosh, brain... side note, I finished uh, you season three last night. Oh God. I, I literally got so, um, skeeved out by that show that I had to stop halfway through the second season and I have not watched it anymore. Oh my gosh. Season three gets out of control. Listeners, oh. if you watch you, let us know. Um, it, I finished season three last night and I was like, literally like had the most crazy vivid dreams and it made me, I'm a therapist. It made me really psychoanalyze myself. <laughs> anyway, go on. The perfect thing for you to do. Right. Uh-huh. Um, super healthy, yeah. like 9 PM activity. Very, yes. Very good pre-bed activity. Um, 
but the, the other problem with that is that, and okay, so we were on conspiracy. So my conspiracy brain goes to who funds these studies. This one was funded by, um, I'm blanking on the name, but it's the big, it's a big green, big food company, not general mills. Um, no, Danone, Danone. Oh yeah. 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 Danon, D-A-N-O-N-E. I need, again, we can't pronounce anything. Our, today. Our best. We're doing our best to pronounce. We're doing our best today. Um, words are hard, but um, it was funded by a big food company. The problem with that, even if in their study, they specifically say there were no biases attached to this, there are always bias attached to every study. Ooh, That's literally the talk purpose. about confirmation bias for a second. Cause it's my favorite yeah. thing to talk about. Of course we can. All right, y'all. Um, you have probably heard me nerd out on this before, but basically there is no way to take all bias out of studies. Like Bloom was saying, like think even with placebo, even with double blind, with all of these things, your goal in a study is to find a result period. And mm-hmm. so there are going to be certain things. Ooh, this is how I've always explained it. All right, Love ladies, it. gents, we're going to dive into relationships for a second. So, you didn't see that, but I just made a little dive. You did. It, 10 out of 10. Thank you. So um, if you, or someone you know, or a partner, decides to go through their partner's phone, okay? I do not care who you are. The intention, conscious or unconsciously in that, is to find something. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're not just looking for like, what was their high score on Fruit Ninja? I don't even know if Fruit Ninja is still a thing. That's the last time I played a game on an iPhone. Um, And it was rad. You just like slice the fruit. Anyway, (laughs) um, your goal is to find something that confirms your bias that something sketchy was going on. Mm -hmm. So even if Bloom were to text whoever and say, Hey, and her partner, Gabe, this is by no means a a stab at you. I'm just using bloom as the example. (laughs) And Gabe reads her message to someone that says, Hey, and all she wanted was like that, you know, to get that person's attention, to get them to like answer a question, whatever his confirmation bias may have him read that text or interpret that text as, Hey, right. Mm -hmm. And then boom, here's this huge argument because like, what did you mean? Like by saying, Hey, to this person and Bloom's answer could legitimately be uh, like, you know, a pleasantry. I said, I said, Hey, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that same sort of bias goes into research, regardless of how much you try to like avoid it. It does. Yeah. The questions you ask, the way you present the research, the way you do the study, like there's all of these different things that we are blind to our unconscious confirmation bias. Most. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a tangent. I love that. And I think that's really helpful to understand because a lot of the studies that are put out by big food companies, by, um, even I hate to say this, but even the American heart association, like they're all going to have a confirmation bias. And no matter what the, um, the research provides, whatever you get out of it, the interpretation can be skewed in any direction. So taking this information, 
taking that, right? Like what we now know about confirmation bias, it can't be unbiased. So you can't say that this study has been funded by a big food company that like is responsible for the production of these processed um, cereals and these things that you buy that are rated healthier than ground beef. Like Lucky Charms is rated healthier than ground beef or eggs cooked in fried in butter. That's like a whole other thing, the whole other conversation that we have to have around nutrients. But that simply just doesn't make sense if you look at it from like a logical perspective. The problem is that those items, the reason that the food compass is, um, the reason the food compass came about is in order to provide a stamp of approval for foods to be able to put a stamp on the front so that people don't have to go to the back and look at the ingredients or the nutrition facts, because all of that's confusing. And the problem that I have with it, and then I'm going to get off of my soapbox. The problem that I have is that I might, I might just stay up here. Um, it's that, that by proxy assumes that like we're stupid and that we can't take responsibility for what we're putting in our body because we just can't understand it. So we have to get something that's so much simpler. And Mm. it's the stamp that says food compass scale rated this, whatever. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. And it's, you know, I think that every generation probably has this and every generation learns more or thinks that they're more equipped than their parents for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But my, I remember like when I, found out I had a gluten intolerance. Right. And I had to tell my mom like, Hey, I can't eat the bread that's in the pantry. And her response was like, but Lindsay, it's organic sprouted wheat bread. And I was like, cool. (laughs) Still can't can't have it. it. And so I think kind of along with what you were saying, Oh, these big companies really play into making things easy for the consumer. And I think right. they knowingly, this is our food conspiracies, they knowingly trick us, right? Like making something heart healthy, making something certified organic. I don't care if your fucking brownies are certified organic. Those don't mean that they're healthy for you. <laughs> right. And the problem is that we take the word of big food companies to mean that they really have our best interests in mind. And if you take out of the equation, the fact that it's food, it's a company trying to make money and they're very good at making money because they're very good at advertising to the pain points that we have as people. Mm. We're really busy. We're always tired. We are increasingly sedentary, maybe not this specific community, but like if you zoom out of the CrossFit space, look at your neighbors. Mm-hmm. those, those problems are real problems and they're not solved by having lucky charms instead of ground beef. It's solved by understanding which one of those is actually more nutrient dense. Like, yes, it can be fortified. And this is a problem that I have that a lot of people might argue with, but I'm going to stand by it. Fortified cereals and breads and products even some supplements that are fortified with vitamins, you can't use those. Your body doesn't know what to do with that. It's not going to absorb them. And so just because it has extras doesn't mean that it's better. 
what's better is getting the one that's naturally occurring that your body is actively looking for and being able to utilize that like eggs fried in butter or ground beef or even quinoa, like Lucky Charms or maybe it was Cheerios. One of them was rated 75 and quinoa was rated like 43. Yeah. Like how is it that much of a disparity? It's literally because these things are fake. They're not real foods. They're fortified with these vitamins that we actually can't even use. And then the real foods are getting kicked to the side because they're not good enough. Meanwhile, those are the actual nutrients your body needs. Right. Our bodies and our environment are so smart and blue. Oh, You're more yeah. attuned to talk about this <laughs> than I am. So please like grab the reins at any point. But my understanding is what comes into season throughout the different seasons, right? Fall, winter, summer, spring, mm-hmm. whatever, what? It was a good job. Four. You got all four. I know. I didn't know I was going to be able to do that. (laughs) All four of those seasons have different products that are quote in season. Right. Mm -hmm. And depending on where we live, depending on the environment, depending on how much sunlight is available during the day, all of these different vitamins and nutrients that we might be deficient in given the climate that we're living in, the naturally occurring and in season produce is packed full of what we are often deficient and dependent on this season. So our bodies, our world, right? Our environment is so smart. Like, I think what it comes down to most often is like, we don't have to recreate the wheel. And that's what so many of these fortified vitamins, right? Fortified gross products are doing Mm -hmm. is try is marketing rather to saying we found a more efficient wheel, right? (laughs) It's like, no, you didn't. And we're not learning how to eat differently. We need to unlearn all the things that major marketing companies have told us we need to eat. Yeah. You did that beautifully. That was a beautiful explanation. Yes. Um, the other piece of this, and this is a very like close to my heart piece of the puzzle is that by promoting these big companies that are promoting big production across like the world and beyond that is destroying the environment. Mm, like let's go into regenerative oh, agriculture. Oh, 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 I'm warming up. <laughs> yeah. So Bloom just tingled in all the right places. I did. I sure did. So, and the reason is because partially because we live on a regenerative ranch that we started six months ago, seven months ago. But the other piece of it is that there's such a big misconception around what is actually causing the most greenhouse gas emissions, the most um, like carbon being emitted into the atmosphere and carbon alert. It's not cow poo. No, it's not. It's actually, I was literally just reading about this. That's actually 4% of greenhouse gas emissions is from cow farts and cow burps, the methane. The actual problem is with carbon and carbon is produced by big factories, by transportation of things, whether it's, um, humans not going on vacation or the food that you're getting shipped from other countries into our country, or the ones that we are shipping across the country, instead of growing things locally where we can. 
there are areas where there are food deserts. And that's not what we're talking about because that is a completely separate issue. But there are places in the country and with like outside of the country that are really struggling because imports and exports are causing their like their farming communities to really suffer. And the problem is that these big food companies are shipping their foods all across country. They're using those resources from smaller countries that maybe have less infrastructure and they're not getting any money from it. Just these big food companies are profiting and they're using all of these big trucks, ships, planes that are emitting a a shit ton of carbon into the atmosphere. And carbon stays in the atmosphere for like a thousand years before it breaks down. Methane doesn't. It's not cows, you guys. It's not cows. It's factories. It's killing me that this is still a conversation. But same. So that is another big piece of it. Like, okay, you don't want to eat meat for ethical reasons. That's fine. But having something that is fortified with vitamins or plant-based meat alternative or meat grown in a lab is not solving the problem because that's creating less environment. That's taking away, like look at a factory and look at a farm. Which one do you think is going to be better for the environment? Right. Is giving back to the environment, the planet, the way it's supposed to eco-regulate. Exactly. So I want to ask a question because I've seen it on yours and Gabe's Instagram. Y'all are eating an ounce of raw liver. Yes, we are. Um, So liver is like nature's multivitamin. Your liver is actually the most nutrient dense part of your body because that's where everything gets filtered through. And beef liver is actually super, super nutrient dense because cows, when they're eaten, when they're fed their most natural diet. So when they're grass fed or pasture raised, which they basically mean the same thing. Pasture raised just means that they live out on a pasture the way that you would imagine a cow lives. Sometimes grass fed could be that they're like supplemented with other things. So those are the differences. Fun fact. Um, when they are pasture raised, cows actually have the most nutrients in their liver because their liver is going to be, um, just the most healthy in terms of like, is that because they have four stomachs and they have to digest all sorts of things and their liver isn't digesting as many toxins. Yeah. Their liver is not, um, getting rid of any toxins essentially because they're eating pasture, which usually in a pasture system the grass is not sprayed with any pesticides or herbicides. So it's technically organic. Um, and not fortified. Wait, actually fun tangent. I saw a, um, you know, that sound bite and it's, it's like used for reels and TikToks, And it's like, nobody's going to know how will they know Mm -hmm. they're going to know. And it like goes back and forth like that. It was a cow (laughs) and a farmer. (laughs) And the farmer was spraying the grass, like spray painting the grass green. And the cow was like, they're going to know. The farmer's like, nobody's going to know. Right. And it was going back and forth. But uh, I digress. But yes, I forget what we were saying. You're saying that when cows eat pasture raised or when cows are pasture raised, there's not going to be toxins in the liver. Yes. 
So they because won't develop the diet that they are made to eat. Yes. Yeah, say it again. Louder yeah. for those in the back. They're not exactly. eating Cheerios. Don't eat the Cheerios or the Lucky Charms. Um, they're not magically delicious. They, I mean, here's the thing. They are magically delicious, but like, but not magically kind of nutritious. Magic? Yeah. <laughs> we got Lumen lock on the, uh, on the, the ones and twos. The, yeah. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> got a lot of coffee this morning. It's been a day. It has it been a day. day. Um, but yeah, so pasture raised cows, not having a ton of toxins in your, in their liver. That means that that liver is going to be more nutrient dense. So that's what we're doing instead of, um, supplementing with the supplement form because right, like iron or vitamin a vitamin D E K like literally almost everything. Um, you have to eat it thing, raw. What happens if you cook it? So you can cook it. Um, but liver is pretty metallic tasting. I don't know if anybody has tried it. And so that taste gets amplified when you cook it. Mm. So we just kind of freeze it and then we eat it like halfway thawed. So it doesn't really taste like much and you can like chew it a little bit better. It's a little slimy. Otherwise don't love it. (laughs) But I take it, could I chop it into little pieces and then just take it like a pill with some water? Heck yeah. You could also take, so they make desiccated organ supplements, which is Mm -hmm. literally just like freeze dried organs. So you could do that. Um, which honestly I recommend because buying liver and then cutting it up and then eating it while it's lovely as a social media, you know, like thing that we can put out on social media, it is not the most pleasant experience. I love how honest you are. Because people will be like, yeah, I love it. You're like, no, no I don't love it. Gross. Yeah. I, yeah. But like, would I rather take the more nutrient of the more bioavailable version of those nutrients, which means that if it's coming from, I should digress a little bit here, but so animal proteins and then things coming from animals are going to be a little bit easier for our bodies to break down and absorb and digest because it's closest to what we our bodies are used to. So those nutrients from a beef liver are going to be a little bit easier for us to take in and, and absorb because it's closer to Mm -hmm. our like DNA, basically. Um, the plant forms, not to say that you aren't going to get any of those nutrients, but not going to be as bioavailable as the animal protein version. So that's why we're having raw liver. There we go. I gotta be yeah. honest. I, I hit with the, uh, the supplements that bloom was, you know, alluding to, you yeah. can link some of those in the bio. You guys can also, I don't know, y'all ship outside of Texas. You guys do some sausage at the farm at the ranch. We do. We do so many things, but no, we're not shipping. But if you're in Texas, if you're in central Texas, um, come by the ranch and you can get some pork. There you go. Or farmer's markets. Y'all are at farmer's markets too. We're at one right now, but we're trying to get into some others. Listen, farmer's markets are pretty selective. Uh-huh. I'm like, you guys. You know the hummus guy? The don't panic, it's organic. The hummus yeah. guy. I yeah. met him at, at a farmer's market like four that. years ago. And they were like <laughs> just getting started. And mm-hmm. he was like, don't panic, it's organic. And I was like, this guy is a fucking kook, but he's funny. And his hummus is really clean. And there's no delicious in it. And it's super great. Um, and now remember, 
he's like crushing. Yeah, that's the thing. Consistency. Consistency. It and just like, shows up. needless to say, farmer's markets are selective. So when you're in, you got to stay in. in. Exactly. Um, last one. Do you remember bitchin' sauce? Dude, yeah. Do I remember uh, it? I still eat it. It's in my fridge. Yeah. So I remember when that was like first hitting like California farmer's markets. It was dope. Yeah. It was awesome. Now it's in Trader Joe's and really Costco. Crazy. It's everywhere. Dude, I worked for Perfect Bar. Mm-hmm. First off, it's still called Perfect Foods Bar. So for those OGs out there, this is like when Bloom and I were getting into CrossFit. It was Perfect Foods Bar, not Perfect yeah. Bar, not Perfect Snacks, Perfect Foods. And like we had just gotten the packaging with the B on it. Mm-hmm. And before that, literally you took them to Whole Foods in like Ziploc plastic bags. It was Love not that. something that was like, mass produced at that point. It was like, okay. So yeah, guys, there's reasons why these Epic foods, snacks, products are a little bit more expensive. And it's probably because they're made with a little bit more love and they had to cut their teeth at things like local farmers markets and, you know, present things that are bioavailable for your body. So if nothing else, read what's in your supplements. If you're a world-class athlete know what you're putting in your body yeah Um, and you know take it one step further like even bloom and i were talking about on nutrition there's not like they might have heart healthy or usda certified organic like do your research because always be curious if that's abc like always be curious um (laughs) do you remember lucas parker back in the day his abcs were like always be crotch stretching (laughs) like randomly like stretching yeah i do i do i do (laughs) oh man throwback remember that one let us know share this episode with lucas parker dude that guy was a huge throwback yeah huge um i think he's actually because he's canadian he's training uh him and uh natalie our nc fit influencer she's in canada too they train a bunch together random what fun fact um anyway I love it. Always be curious. Always be crotch stretching. Always do your own research and be your biggest advocate. You can live in victimhood for as long as you want and wonder why me, or you can take the responsibility even when it's hard to do so and like make the changes and make the decisions with the knowledge that you found in your life and move forward knowing that you did that. Heck yeah. Mic drop. Boom. Anything else, Blue? Uh, No. I feel like this has been a um, interesting ride today. Hell yeah. We've gone all over the place. Yeah, we have. Listeners, we are very excited to hear what you like, what you would want to hear us riff about. Ariel and I do not, do not market that we know everything. In fact, we know like a little tiny fraction of all the things there are to know, but we are always curious and we will always give you our opinion whether or not you agree with it. And we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear us riff about. So shoot us a DM, let us know, share the episode if you loved it, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.